Well, <laughs> when they win the Keurig, come see me. They can get some of my fabulous coffee to put in that Keurig. There you is, that go. A, is, that, is that a plug? Is that oh, a sponsor? Are, we, are that, you sponsoring the show with that? Because I, I need to give him my PayPal. The uh, Pizzeria and Enzo show sponsored by Doug the Boot Guy. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Good Doug morning, is on guys. Us. How's everybody? There he is. There he is. Good Lord. Did you punctual. Get Did... Always punctual. Dude, Dude you your, hair, your haircut looks there, awesome, man. You got the cut, didn't you? How old hey, are you now? 30? Are you like 32 years old without an haircut? What is that? Dude. Good. I tell you what, shout straight. out to my barber. I tell you what, nothing like going to the the remedy barbershop. And <laughs> remedy. The remedy. That's exactly right. He does a fabulous job for me. Well, you've always had good hair, so it's it's no you know, doubt. Yeah, for, I have for to cover mine with a hat, person. man. Yeah, that's why I always wear a hat because it makes it look like I have a head of hair. My dad used to tell me, he said, listen, because he, he had uh, less hair than I do. And he said, look, man, he said, the good Lord gave us all the same number of molecules and stuff to, to do things. And some people use it to grow hair and other people use it to grow like brain cells. He said, that just shows <laughs> that, that we used it to grow brain cells. Well, I said, huh? What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Trey does a fabulous job for me. You know, there's one thing in life I spoil myself with. Once a month, I go see Trey and I sit in the chair. He lays me back, does the hot towel treatment, shave. Wow. Me. Yeah. What can I say? That's the one thing I do to spoil myself. I'm going to be honest with you, Doug. You look absolutely majestic sitting there, brother. I mean, like some kind of Southern gentleman or something. It's you like, got the colors. My, my wow. seersucker suits in the uh, uh, bathroom <laughs> back there. Shoes <laughs> <laughs> uh, freshly shined and everything, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this would yeah. be a good point to say I'm enjoying my Doug the Food Guy coffee out of the Jackie Smith original christmas coffee mug that will be uh available for purchase sometime starting no. tomorrow is it is oh. that jackie smith from florence south carolina that's the one the world famous artist look at that isn't that good looking that yes, is a is. cool cup somewhere on there, right there it's even got her signature Ooh, that, uh -oh. there it is see oh wow well matt one of the uh, one of the things that i was excited today you and i'm you and i met i know you've known doug for for many years, uh, you and I met uh, probably about 15, maybe 15 years ago. We were at a food show. I don't even remember where it was. I remember kind of, you know, when, when we got to that part of the day where it was a little bit slower and I was walking around just, you know, eat, eating the stuff that the other brokers are, are cooking, I had a little billboard. I was like, God, oh, that's weird. I wonder they're going to have somebody here. And then, and then you got up and there was, you had a, uh, a stool there. I know that's weird that I would remember that, but you kind of got the guitar out and I was like, that was, that was in Greensboro at the school show. Oh my gosh. That was, was that? back when I, that was back when I had intercoast sales with, um, yeah, with, with Ronald and a couple other guys. Yes. And we had, um, Good call. We had Shannon, Shannon Gaddis and, and Mike McDonald. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, that was, oh my goodness, that's been forever ago. It has been. That That's where we met. That's actually the first yes, time that, that, that we met. Our school team at Intercoast propped me up to uh, to try to draw people into the booth. And I don't know if it actually worked or not. I mean, it was, it was, it was a real sideshow kind of, kind of thing. It was, uh, yeah, I think that that was a little bit ahead of the, ahead of the time. I mean, thinking about getting people's attention and getting, you know, getting people to pay attention. Uh, I know that when you started singing and, and doing your, uh, doing your thing, 
Um, you know, there, nobody was paying attention to anybody else in the place. And that, that we was We couldn't it. sell a Crustable at that point in time, yeah. Nope, <laughs> nope. But you okay. sure could entertain them with your guitar and a little uh, vocal, right? Oh, we had a good time. I, I, I remember that so well. Golly, Pete, that's been, that's been it'll, yeah, it's probably been 15 years ago. Yeah, it, it, it definitely has. I don't even remember if I was working uh, in the Carolinas yet. I might have even come over from, from Atlanta. Uh, when, when we did that but either way it was such a, a great thing and that led to our discussion uh, with with my um, uh, you know that got got to talk and obviously we talked about music and I started playing the banjo when I was 12 Doug I don't know if everyone told you that uh, I but I, but yeah I, I I played and I'm not talking about me I'm just saying that it was a fun thing because it was it is a unique world uh, when when another person plays a musical instrument because regardless of how good you are at the instrument you can still understand what the other cat is thinking. You still know that you get up and see somebody like Matt that just, you know, plays so wonderfully. And then you think, oh, you know, I've got a guitar and I play a little bit. And with my FG335 Yamaha from 1980, uh, that is a unique thing that will connect people. Like we had, a, as a Chris was on the show um, earlier talking about supply chain because he is an expert, subject matter expert in supply chain, especially in the poultry world. And uh, a couple of years ago, Chris and I were doing a lot of projects together, and, and Chris uh, bought a uh, bought a new guitar and started kind of doing a couple of gigs. And now he's doing four or five gigs, uh, you know, every couple of weeks, and it has brought such joy to him. His heart is lighter. His just his countenance and just the way he carries himself with because he's always confident, but he seems so much. I don't even calmer is a word more calm and just uh, feeling good about it. When you play music, Matt, do, do you feel the same way about music? How does that make you feel when people are going like, Ooh, googly eyes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's a different, uh, it's a different spirituality. It's like, okay, we've got all these people in a room that come from all these different places and all these different backgrounds and have all these different ideologies and things of that nature. But right now we are all together in this moment. And there is, I don't believe that there is a drug any better than that. If there is, I'd, I'd, I'd have to try it. I really would because it's, and I, I say this all the time. I mean, obviously our country and is, is more divided now and, and, and everybody's got, you know, my opinion's right, blah, 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 my opinion, this and that and the other. You can take all these people from anywhere and everywhere and bring them together and when they're when when they're all singing with you or dancing or laughing or cutting up they're not worried about inflation at that moment they're not worried about the truck that's broke down in the driveway they're not worried about anything we're we're, we're in this moment together and we can't have it again and it's just i mean it's beautiful it is absolutely beautiful and that's kind of one of the things that keeps me keeps me playing. I mean, I'm, I'm not a young man anymore. I'm, I'm, you know, over 50. Um, and, and it's, it's an, it's well, I mean, lugging all that equipment and putting a five piece band on stage and, and all the stuff that goes with it. It's, um, it, it is a little, it's, it's not quite as easy as it was when I was 25 or 35 or even 45, but, um, yeah, just, uh, I mean, how does that make you feel when people are going like, Ooh, googly eyes, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's a different, uh, it's a different spirituality. It's like, 
okay, we've got all these people in a room that come from all these different places and all these different backgrounds and have all these different ideologies and things of that nature. But right now we are all together in this moment. And there is, I don't believe that there is a drug any better than that. If there is, I'd, I'd, I'd have to try it. I really would because it's, and I, I say this all the time. I mean, obviously our country and is, is more divided now and, and, and everybody's got, you know, my opinion's right, blah, 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 my opinion, this and that and the other. You can take all these people from anywhere and everywhere and bring them together. And when they're, when, when they're all singing with you or dancing or laughing or cutting up, they're not worried about inflation at that moment. They're not worried about the truck that's broke down in the driveway. They're not worried about anything. We're, we're, we're in this moment together and we can't have it again. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And that's kind of one of the things that keeps me, keeps me playing. I mean, I'm, I'm not a young man anymore. I'm, I'm, you know, over 50. Um, and, and it's, it's, an, it's, well, I mean, lugging all that equipment and putting a five piece band on stage and, and all the stuff that goes with it. It's, um, it, it is a little, it's, it's not quite as easy as it was when I was 25 or 35 or even 45, but, um, yeah, just, uh, I mean, and the friends that I've made, oh my goodness, just, you know, Hey man, you know, I connected with this song and there's, you know, people come up and talk to you and the friendships and stuff that you make. I mean, just incredible. I, I can't, I can't even put the words to describe it, to be honest with you. It's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That is Matt. I was hoping that you would express that. And it, it is a unique, um, a unique situation to be able to have a skill or develop a, an ability that makes people happy. Well, there's very few times that someone's going to be mad at you when they're listening to music that they like. What is your favorite, like, all-time song? Um, wow. Uh, probably, uh, I, I love Gordon Lightfoot, believe it or not. Wow. Um, A lot of yeah. Um, I, I, I think he was absolutely brilliant. And I got the chance to see a, uh, a documentary on him on Netflix not long ago that, that just really uh, was was super cool. Um, uh, Sundown, phenomenal song. Um, uh, you know, I love Bob That's Marley. I watched a thing on him the other day. Oh, God. Everything's going to be all right. You know, that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. It, it, it would be so unfair for me to try to pick one. Because there's been so many that's influenced me along the way. I mean, listen to Merle Haggard's Misery and Gin. I mean, it, it's so poetic the way he writes the song. You can see yourself in the bar there as he's soaking down, you know, that kind of thing. It's that is, I don't know, so many brilliant people. That's cool. Doug, how about you? Do you have a, a favorite song? Well, you know, it's kind of honestly kind of like what Matt just said. Depends on the day of the week and the attitude and the, nice. uh, how good things are going or how bad a day's been. It depends on what genre I listen to. I do love classical music, you know. Nice. Um, so that that depending on the mood it could be down in that direction. Or, uh, but when you said, "What's your favorite song today?" As I'm sitting here, while my guitar weeps, all of a sudden just popped in my head. 
And I mean, I got Mr. Harrison thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? Doug, you, you've got to go look it up. Uh, there's a video that's got, um, that's got Prince and it's got Tom, Tom Petty sing, leading the song. And it's got the guy from ELO in there. And there is, it's, it's a, it's a cover of while my guitar gently weeps. And at the end of it, Prince does this guitar solo that is so amazing. I've watched it about a billion times. I mean, it's probably got 2 billion views and I've watched it a billion. It, it is, it is such a cool version of while my guitar gently weeps. Homework has been noted. I will take care of that today. Like I say, that's the first thing that came to mind. But, but then again, on the flip side of the spectrum, who doesn't love the perfect country and Western song? Oh, man. <laughs> that is, uh, Didn't that David is, Allen Coe write that? Well, I was doing Yeah, David Allen Coe. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. Well, I, it was a little bit of a setup for me. I, I, have, I have one song that, to me, is, is like the... Per, it's like to me it is like one of the best as far as like if you said gotta listen to one song and that is run around by blues traveler to me that is the that is the it is absolutely my favorite song i have listened to it thousands i mean the only song i think i've listened to more is dueling banjos or maybe foggy mountain breakdown you got me as far as oh, like yeah. the, the best songs there there's this other song that just popped into my head and honestly and truly if i had to pick one it might be this one it's um uh Gentle on my mind by Glenn Campbell. Wow. Oh yeah. You remember that Glenn song? Campbell. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I it's knowing Glenn that Campbell. your door is always open and your path is free to walk. That has got one of the happiest beats to it. And the lyrics just roll off. And Glenn Campbell was an absolute <laughs> master. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, they they were doing an interview um uh, about him and they interviewed Merle Haggard and he said if there was ever a guy that had too much talent. It, it was Glenn Campbell. I mean, he uh, he couldn't read music, but he was part of the Wrecking Crew, which did the Beach Boys records. They did stuff for Sinatra. They did stuff for Nat King Cole. I mean, they were they were huge in that piece. He was an he was an actor, obviously a phenomenal guitar player. And um, I was watching the other night uh, one of his Sioux Falls concerts when he was like in his seventies, and he was singing. <laughs> as good as he sang when he was in his thirties and forties. And, and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is, this is not supposed to happen. You're supposed to age like me <laughs> and, and not be quite as, not be quite as good. You're not supposed to be this perfect at this age. Now I will, I'll go with that. If I had to pick one song, that would be it. Gentle Mind by Glenn Campbell. Well done. That's got to be the best, best song ever written. Do you have a favorite drink? Can be sweet tea, can be anything. Do you have, Doug, I, I know what your favorite drink is. That is obvious to everyone that knows you. That start, It starts with cough and ends with E. That uh, <laughs> Matt, what, do you have a favorite, I'm going to say beverage. Drink is maybe a little uh, risque for, like, what time, I don't know what time it is, 10.50 in the morning. <laughs> My, my wife worked for Anheuser-Busch corporate for a long time. So uh, uh, in support of the home team, I, I drink, uh, I like Michelob Ultra if I'm drinking beer. Um, and it's light. I mean, you can drink a million of them and, you know, go mow your yard. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> you're not going to wreck your mower or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but if no, I'm going to have a lot of beer, that give you guys a, that much beer? 
<laughs> that man, that oh my God, that dude! I, I so miss her working for them. The, the the free beer, and at one time we had a keg box in the, in the garage. I mean, it was just so good to come in from you know being out doing whatever you're doing, and and the beads of sweat would be on that tap, and you're like, nice. oh my God, I can't even walk in the house without <laughs> this temptation all over me. <laughs> Um, that's how I'm a huge does. I'm a huge bourbon fan though um mm. and, nice. and because of Carolina moonshine I've become somewhat of a moonshine um uh, connoisseur I, it's I rarely go places that people aren't hey man come out here to the car I got something I want you to try oh you uh, that that rusty uh that that rusty lid right there yeah I mean you got, <laughs> got something we can pour that in uh you know let me smell it first uh, but, uh can I borrow your pipe X? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I met a group uh, up in Wilkesboro uh, called Family Distillers, and um, they do such an authentic uh, moonshine up there. I really enjoyed uh, what they did. They got to be really good friends, too. And uh, That's awesome. You're but, doing a lot uh, up in Wilkesboro. What are, you're doing a lot of things in Wilkesboro these days. I, well, I was kind of looking. We, uh, we're, we're spending a little bit more time up there because uh, back in 2009, when we did the Carolina Moonshine video, um, we partnered up with Junior Johnson and and did part of it at uh, the North Wilkesboro Speedway. And at that time, I've become affiliated with another group called Save the Speedway, who were who were putting huge efforts into trying to get North Wilkesboro reopened. And you know, for various reasons, that race was that, that track was shut down, and the race has uh, moved off to Texas and some other places because they're larger markets. But there's been a, a um, a grassroots movement to get that place open back up for a while. And uh, a lady named Terry Parsons is involved in that, Benny Parsons' uh, widow. And uh, yeah, just recently uh, they had a cars uh, event up there, which is like NASCAR light, I guess. And uh, Dale Jr. was up there and Marcus Smith came in. Uh, and uh, yeah, through all of these years of pushing and pushing, and I got to give the Save the Speedway, Terry Parsons and all those guys so much credit. Uh, just to have a small part in in shining the light on that uh, speedway through the video and some of the concerts we've done up there. Uh, I'm very proud to say that the All-Star Race is coming uh, in 2023. And uh, I'm hoping, and I've not talked to Marcus uh, yet, but I'm hoping that uh, that maybe there there's going to be concerts every night. I'm hoping that we're going to be involved in that. Nice. Uh, it, it would be, uh, be pretty cool to get to come back to uh, something that we – we're on the front end of a, a many, many years ago. So that I'm is so awesome. Excited. I'm excited for the people in North Wilkesboro because it's just, I mean, Lowe's corporate when it was there and then, and then the race uh, was such a big part of their economy and for them to get a little piece of that back. And from the, the cool thing is they're going to leave the track sort of retro, but they're spending tons of money to get this thing, um, you know, back in, in the right shape it's going to be so neat from the blueprints and the drawings that I've seen. I think it's going to be like a walk into history. So uh, that, that's that I'm, 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 I'm just happy for folks in North Wilkesboro. And like I say, to have just a little bit of, you know, a little bit that's, of something uh, there. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, racing's getting a lot of attention right now. And it is, a, it is a hot, hot, hot commodity. And we are starting to see back. Hey, you remember, Matt, you remember when Smuckers 
uh, uh, sponsored the Cracker Barrel. Remember the Cracker Barrel race in, in Atlanta Speedway? Or it's not, it wasn't Atlanta. It doesn't, it was in Atlanta, but I can't remember which Speedway. It wasn't the Atlanta Speedway. It was the, but it's, you know, with all the stuff going on with, um, with racing these days. And yes, I, Robbie, I, think it was Robbie said, I was jumping up and down. I could not believe that that, Doug, I don't know if you've seen the clips of that yet, but he, oh my gosh, it is. I, I, even if you don't like racing and recognize, not you, Doug, but even if one does not like racing or doesn't like about it, when you saw what that cat did, he went like straight, but he went straight Ricky Bobby, not slingshot engaged. <laughs> it was, I was jumping up and down. I was like, I can't believe that he did that. And of course, it'd be Denny Hamlin out, you know, is, you know, to, to get in that fourth, you know, he got in the fifth spot. But when you do get a chance, so Doug, I will. Because I had tickets to go be in Todd Gilliland's pits. I had two tickets and I was going to be in the pits um, and had some friends there. And I did not go because we had, we had a concert the night before and I was tired yeah. and I'm so mad because that was straight video game stuff there. It was. I mean, he, Doug, he rode that wall. He, he put the accelerator to the floor. There was no way he could keep, keep it turned. So right. he puts it against the wall and just, I mean, that's the ballsiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was, uh, so, uh, wow. There's a TikTok, there's a TikTok and I'll have to find his synergy, Doug. But the guy comes on, he said, he was like pretending he was a, a reporter. And he says, uh, yeah, we're live from the from the NASCAR headquarters. It looks like they have suspended uh, uh, Robbie Chastain and his crew chief uh, for alterations against NASCAR. And he was, they were building it up. And he said, yeah. He said, well, really? And the, the crew chief was like, pretending like he was talking. He said, yeah, we, we had to modify his seat. And they were like, why would it modify a seat? It's because he has a gigantic pair of you know he says balls in the thing you know, I'll, I'll take that part out i meant it but it was oh my god it was so funny because that they, they was, and of course i was pissed i was like i can't believe that again and then he says because he has a gigantic set of we had to move the chair so he could get in there and uh as far as like just sports i mean it was it was outstanding and i'm hoping that some of that uh matt huh some of that will will carry over to get new people to to look at racing it's a uh uh, I had the good fortune to grow up. My dad was a, was a race fan. Speaking of beer is that he drank Miller high life, my friend for the Allison brothers. We, we only watched that. We only cheer for that. That's the only beer that he would drink. Is that my dad, we didn't necessarily go to a lot of professional sports games, the actual game. We would go to practices. We would go to, to we went to watch the Braves practice, not even before a game. It was just while they were practicing. We went and watched the Falcons practice. We went and watched at the time it was the Atlanta Flames. We went and watched them practice. And we would go uh, to the racetrack and we would go only for the qualifying days. He said, because that's when you see how the guys really do the work. And, and you know, and it's, it's two, three hours to watch these guys go, you know, one, one loop around and they get their time lap and the next. And uh, that's back when, um, when we were, you know, following Ernie Irvin uh, and oh, wow. uh, Sterling Marlin and those guys. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so the, the reason I brought that up about the practice and, and it was a, a fun thing to watch is when you actually see how fast those cars go and how big they are and how much it takes for them to get onto the track. It is a, it is an amazing thing. So I am, I am hopeful so much. If there's anything that we could do to, um, to support you, uh, going up there, uh, maybe we could, uh, maybe we could even call Todd Morris and get him on here and, Get him because you know he's the, he's the master. He is the master of the NASCAR world, man. You know, Todd Todd put together uh, the pieces 
when I had done so quick story when when I had recorded uh, Carolina Moonshine, I was talking to my dad on the phone and I was telling him about it. And he was telling me about this local group that were putting together a movie about how running moonshine turned into stock car racing. So I sent an email from just networked around. I finally got an email and the email was to Todd. And, and, and I told him that I'd written a song and, I mean, and Todd politely tells me, you know, we've already got the, the, uh, the songs for the movie and this and that and the other but if you want to send a copy of it over you know we'll be happy to listen to it and uh, i sent a copy of it over and i think it was maybe an hour later i get this phone call and he's like man we've decided we need this song in this movie (laughs) and and todd put the uh todd put the pieces together for us to go and film it and i got to eat breakfast at junior's house up in north wilkesboro when he still lived there so I got to check that one off, and and I, Junior told me I was the only one who ever asked him to sit in the seats at North Wilkesboro. He said he never sat in a seat at North Wilkesboro. Uh, that he was always, you know, down in uh, in the in the pits, and told me some great stories. And uh, you know, he and I'll forever be linked there for a short time. That video was in, uh, and I don't know if it is now or not, but it was in the NASCAR Hall of Fame in his section over there. Uh, so that was pretty cool. We're the first per we were the first ones to ever put him in a music video and, and the first ones to ever film at North Wilkesboro. So, uh, it was, it was a cool, and it's, it's uh, actually was, uh, the song was used. He did a tour of North Carolina and he used, um, he used Carolina moonshine in, in, uh, in that, um, in that episode of, uh, of his shows. So it's been on the travel channel and the discovery network. I mean, it's who, who, and that was just a couple years ago. Uh, bizarre, bizarre something. Um, yeah, and Andrew Zimmerman or Andrew. That's it. That's Andrew it. Zimmerman. Yes, yeah, it was yeah. on one. It was on one of the episodes. Oh. The super, super neat guy. But um, yeah, it's it's hard to believe that that song is hung on. I still get people request us to play it when we go places too, and 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 watch people actually knowing part of it, singing along with us. I mean, that's just crazy. This is. I mean, that was two thousand nine when we did that and still on Spotify, it's, it's the one that most people listen to. I've put out three, three projects. I can't get past my own success. I mean, I can't get anything to do, to do better. How many albums do you have out now? We've got three projects out. Oh, the, uh, the, the last one uh, we did in 2019 and we did the full radio promotion and everything. I got to 72 in the country before that, uh, that before it died on an independent label, which was pretty cool. Right. Uh, and, I mean, uh, and then uh, we had plans to put another single out and, and, and COVID came along. So uh, that was, uh, we decided uh, that it wasn't worth the, the spend at that point in time. And I couldn't get around to the radio stations to visit radio stations and do that kind of thing. So uh, I, I'm considering doing one more and basically maybe um, taking a lot of co- different covers that I love and putting some different arrangements on it. I've been fooling around with that. But uh, for right now, we're just, we get out and play about 50 shows a year and uh, we just have a lot of fun. I've got, I mean, the guys in my band are all great. They're all like brothers and our families. I mean, when we go like down to the beach, all the wives and stuff come, I, we get a big house and everybody stays together. And after the shows, it, it's our tradition after the show, no matter what time it is, the girls will come in and fry thick cut beef bologna. That's oh, the tradition. We have a fried wrong with that. sandwich after after the show and that's that's our deal man well, when is uh, your next show where's it at 
I'm actually playing uh, t- this today's Friday. I'm, I'm playing tomorrow night at a uh, club called Village Square Townhouse. It's a it's a cool kind of dive bar atmosphere. It's a decent sized place, but I'm gonna tell you, it's it is so much fun. They pack it in there every time, and they, they sing along and just. I mean, it's it's a freaking party at this place. I look forward to it every time we play. It's it, and it's pretty close to the house too, so that's uh, oh, okay. makes, makes it a little better. better. I get sleeping yeah. on bed, right? Something good about that, exactly. So. Yeah, and then after I think after that we're back down at uh, the beach with our good friends at Murphy's and then uh, at Campton Archie's, uh, which uh, love both of those venues quite a bit. And uh, I'm actually ready to take a little time off. We played a hair bit more this year than I wanted to, <laughs> so yeah. get a little holiday time in, you know. Yeah. Getting too much attention. Too much hobbies attention. And, <laughs> hobbies and fun things are great until they become work. Yeah, and that's that's the goal at this point. Uh, we we chased the golden ring really hard back in 2019 and played Fan Fest down in Nashville and did radio tours and all that stuff all while I was working full time. And I, I, I honestly I got burnt out. So uh, so now it's just hey, you know we're just gonna go have a good time. If if I miss a note or or you know the drummer misses a beat or whatever, we just smile and like. Ain't no big deal. I mean, we ain't got to impress anybody. We're just having fun. That is awesome. Matt, um, just, just so you guys know, that was my wife. And she tapped on the door lightly on purpose. She said she did like the UPS guy does. Just tap, tap, tap. So the dogs would go crazy. She didn't know I was doing this. But, you know, she's like, whatever. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't all that. Get me something to drink before you go back in there. <laughs> you know who rules this roost? You know what I'm saying? I, I rule the roost, but she rules the rooster, right? right. That, um, there you go. Uh, and as long Todd as we just, all uh, understand that's reality <laughs> it's yeah, straight yeah, yeah. up it's the truthest rufus that um uh todd morris just texted me says because uh, we, we were talking on some other stuff and he said say hi to matt for me love that guy lots of exclamation points so uh, uh his ears his ears were obviously burning so matt one of the that one of the things that I, I think guys like us and people like us are are fond of knowing people that have actually done something that they set out to do and early in, in your career was there a a time that you can remember when you thought that was there a time when you were thinking i think i could do this and then you thought i'm gonna go do you remember that time in your life i do i um it was about 19 well the 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 dream really got legs, I think back in about 1994, I'd went down and, um, I, I was invited to be at a, um, at a singer, um, singer songwriter, uh, little thing down in Nashville at uh, the Gaylord hotel. And, uh, each of us, uh, got up and told, sang, sang, you know, songs that we had written, told stories and stuff behind it. And, um, I got uh, hit up by some executives from Sony and, uh, and Atlantic Records at the time, a guy named Rick Blackburn and several other folks. And at that point in time, I think the interest that they had in what I was do- doing was like the the flame uh, that hit the gasoline, uh, you know. And and I was like, well, wait a second here. You know, I, I might can do this. And uh, that started recording. And, and uh, you know, what was what was really neat and it's been really cool is when I started that recording process, I think maybe a year later for the first project that never saw the light of day. Um, we were, we were having songs shop to us 
and uh, a group called Seagull Music sent sent this CD over, and uh, there was there was this guy that they were working with who they were hoping to one day get a record out on, and his name was Brad Paisley. And I ended up, I cut one of his songs called I Still Love the Nightlife. And we were going to release that song because it came out great. And uh, Brad did a phenomenal job, you know, cut the demo and everything out. But nobody had ever heard of him at that point in time. Nobody knew who Brad Paisley was. And uh, I, I was getting ready. We were going to release it as a single. And, and we had some partnership with Atlantic Records to, to do it. And Tracy Bird heard my version of it and decided to cut the thing and put it on his record and killed me. I mean, absolutely just, I was done. I was like, really guy, this is, you know, we went in and recorded three or four songs. That was the absolute best one. Uh, it, you know, for one reason or another, it just didn't happen. But I mean, this, the, the flame was lit and, um, yeah, I got up so many years every day with my foot hitting the ground going, okay, well, I got to go work. And I'm going to do the best I can. I'm a regular job and I'm going to do this, but I'm one day closer to getting where I, where I need to be. I'm one day closer to, to, to being on the radio. I'm one day closer to this, one day closer to that. And, uh, you know, I, now that I look back at it, I mean, my boys have asked me several times, are you disappointed that you never, you know, made it to that, to the level that you wanted to be? And I'm like, you know, I could say that, but I've had an opportunity when Rascal Flats come out, I was, I, I, you know, did work with them on the road when they first come out, had a song called Prayer for Daylight. I was one of the first bands to ever tour with uh, Montgomery Gentry when they come out. I've worked with Trey Sackins. I've worked with, um, had the opportunity to work with Luke Combs like months before he just blew up and the world, you know, was like, wow, you know, this guy. So I've had a lot of, a lot of cool moments that, that have kept feeding the beast. But as I said earlier, I think it's the relationships and the friends that I've made that I, I you know, never made a lot of money in it, but, but um, I'm pretty, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty wealthy in the friends that I've made over the years in it. So uh, it's, it's been, it's been really satisfying. And, uh, and, and my, and my wife, you know, I, t I told her the other day, we, we did a 50th birthday party for her and she won't mind me saying this back in April. And I, I, uh, a good friend of ours on a pretty good size club. And I threw the, this first party she's ever let me do. And I went all out, man. And, and um, we had people from South Carolina, from Virginia, people that we had met through music over the last 15, 20 years that come and stay the night and come to her birthday party. And I, I told her, I said, if you ever wonder why I continue to do it, I said, look around the room. I said, 90% of the room it's people that I've met through music. I said, and look at the friendships that we made. It's beautiful, man. It's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And I, I, I hate the day that I'll have, when I'll have to quit doing it. I appreciate you letting me ask that question, Matt. That was a, 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 a poignant answer. A lot of people look for, you know, look for little cues. I know that I do. I look for little bits and pieces of cues in the day that can get me. Okay. So that's not that bad. We, uh, I played tennis last night and one of the, uh, uh, fellas that we were playing, it was, it was for, for competition, but it was still, you know, amongst neighbors. And he was like, oh, I can't believe I'm, you know, I can't believe we did that. And I said, look, man, we're in paradise playing tennis, man. It, it ain't that, it ain't that hard. We could be pounding sand right now. And uh, we don't want that. So I appreciate, I'll take that part out. I just want to tell you guys, that was something that touched me you last know, night. That it's, it's funny that you mentioned tennis because I, I was uh, in high school and in, 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 
middle school, uh, I, I was a huge, huge, I was a tennis playing junkie, man. I would go and scrape the snow off the courts so that I could practice my serve. And the, the local school put up a, uh, a huge sheet of plywood and measured off a line and made it green for me so that when I didn't have anybody to play with, I could, I could have something to, to, to bang the ball off of back and forth. Yeah. I, I told a friend of mine the other day, I said, of all the things that I miss, I'm, I think I miss tennis maybe the most. Uh, I'm, I really uh, hope that here in the next little bit that I'm going to get that fire going again, because I, that is such a great game. It's just fun. I mean, it's, it's like chess on a green, on a, on a green piece of, you know, on a green foundation. It's like chess when you can actually throw the pieces at the other player. That's really oh, boring. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, love yeah, chess. Yeah. I'm trying to coordinate. I mean, uh, maybe it is. Yeah, see, throw them at the people when you knock them off. <laughs> yeah, like imagine like full contact chess. I think that would be an awesome sport. I would watch. I would watch that every day. You know, it's like knights takes queen. <laughs> I can imagine that would be that would be awesome. So, have you guys seen this new league that they're going to start? Um, Dana White from US UFC is starting a slap fighting league. No, that's awesome. Dude, never heard of I'm just it's, it's been one of these. It's been big over in like Russia and places like that with these big behemoth guys coming in, and they have like remember the movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone yeah. where they had the you know the arm wrestling thing. Oh, yeah. They got this table between the two guys, and the it's it's yeah. just like, no, you get three, you get to do this up to the guy's face. And there's actually rules to this. You can't hit them, you know, in the ear or here. What you got to got to lock it onto the jaw. You got to be. You got to YouTube this stuff. A friend of mine found it and sent it to me, and I've been like, oh my god. I mean, these guys are 300 pound looking refrigerators up there. Well, pow! And the guys. <laughs> you can almost see. They're putting well, smelling sauce on the guy. Do you want to continue? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, you can see, and Doug, when you watch one, you can actually see the stars going around wow. the dude's head, like in the cartoons. It is the most I, ridiculous well, sport. I couldn't believe that Dana White, because I think it's banned here in the United States, or, or there's no, uh, there's no affiliation, or there, you know, I mean, the, I wonder what he's going to call it though. I mean, you know, he ought to figure out a way to incorporate the word concuss into it somehow i believe because you think i mean you're talking about class action lawsuit where you or your friends injured in a uh, slap fighting contest i think that's a, that's good well you know uh, matt that's a, so uh doug and i had a really super nice guy named jason reddick on uh, last week uh he was a forge and fire guy and we got to talking about the the life, what do we call that? Like kind of a rustic life, kind of a little bit harder. He is a, uh, a giant guy, with big arms that does big the uh, forging. Arm. I mean, just yeah. a monster guy. Absolutely. And we were talking about, thing. oh gosh, we were talking about the new, it's kind of, it's not new now, but where you go to a bar and they're throwing hatchets. Have you guys seen, yeah, that, that, you seen that? that? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm just trying to think of like, you know, if you do concuss into it, then you could actually get like an extra score based on the first cuss word that comes out of your mouth when you get smacked in the face. Because, you know, you the thing about that is that, you know, just like uh, Doug's good friend Mike Tyson says, is, you know, uh, you know, all your plans 
go out the door as soon as you get punched in the face. Yeah, because <laughs> you got to think about that, man. I, Damn, I would not want to do that. Hands too. I mean, it's like they're hitting them with a slab of you know a slab of meat or something. I mean, just wow. crazy. Uh, you know, I never thought that axe throwing thing would really catch on. I mean, something I just saw that the potential for failure when you, Oh, I'm sitting here, you know, drinking my 19th beer. (laughs) (laughs) That was exactly the comment I made last week. I said, there's something wrong with alcohol and deadly weapons. And put them together. It just doesn't work, but it does. And people go out all over the place. And I mean, I've in Florence, I think we have three of those silly things. Well, it's funny because the bar that I'm playing at um, this Saturday night, they actually have an axe throwing place right beside of it, I, you know, and I'm going, oh, my God. You know, I'm waiting to see the guy who who, who messed up come in, you know, where he's limping, where, where he didn't release it right, and he right. <laughs> split his leg wide open or something. That's- um, maybe we could get a ninja ninja star throwing uh, a bar. I mean, oh, I, I like it. Or how about blow darts? Oh. And you can like oh, get your man. friend. You can put like a suit on and have like you know he's blow paintball like, oh. with blow dart. <laughs> God, we but are like this what time? Is it ten thirty at night? Is it eleven eighteen at night or is eleven eighteen in the morning for us? Yeah. Holy cow! I, the the uh, my son, uh, my oldest son, was in from uh, from Dallas about a month or so ago, and his brother came in from Chapel Hill, and my daughter, she's eleven. She was. This was so funny. Uh, she's talking about this game that the boys are playing at school, and it's got this little, um, this little triangular paper thing, and they're sliding it across the desk. And oh, I went back no. forty years, man. I went and grabbed a sheet of paper, and I folded up. I folded up a paper football, and my my two sons and I. Played a rent, played round robin till three o'clock in the morning drinking beer. It was the most fun we had had in forever. I oh, mean, really peaked What that a was great fun. game! I, I used to play that forever too. It was, it was pretty, pretty cool. I'm telling you, you're talking about. I mean, it was better than beer pong. I mean, we we were up till three o'clock in the morning. My wife's texting me going, "Y'all need to calm down." And I'm like, "No, I'm beating their asses." <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, it's, and it's way better than like cornhole or anything. I mean, you know. Oh, I, did I you just say cornhole? Did you hear I, I did. the news? Is there anything going on with cornhole? What oh my done? goodness! The news today there is a corn bag <laughs> issue going on. I mean, there is a professional the league. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The, a corn corn bag gate—that's what it's called. The, the professional <laughs> yeah. league people are cheating. They're taking the bags and they're making them smaller than they're supposed to be. And then some of the competitors were running them over with their cars and soaking them in vinegar and doing all this stuff to them to cheat. So. Uh, but I actually listened to the announcer today, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. Cornhole <laughs> competitions. And they have the announcer on. It's just like in the NFL, you know. And now stepping up to the line, there will be da 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 da. And he scores. Oh, the referee just called and he's checking the bag to see if it's a legal bag. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the great, uh, you know, promotion of that. I mean, imagine, you know, a grits company like your, like your boys out there in Darlington. And oh, yeah. like fill them up with grits, and then you know you get done. You just like boil in the bag. See, oh my gosh, I think we got it. A boil in the bag grits cornhole tournament, and when you're done, you just put them. I don't know. That's kind of dumb. So, but you know it was what? fun it, to think. It's kind of dumb, but it'd be the next thing. We're gonna read about this in about six months. We're all gonna look at each other and say, "We missed it again." It. <laughs> we, we missed it. That is awesome, guys. I, I, I think Tom that Brady we have was, in, was was involved in helping them. Uh, 
figure this thing out. I don't know. Ooh, wow. <laughs> and scene. I, you know, I, I feel bad for Tom because, you know, he's still got so much talent at his age. I admire him because, I mean, he's he's not a young man, and he's out there doing – he's a freak of nature in, in, in everything. But this season, you can tell. You, the big D is is hanging on him. I mean, and, and I'm sitting here going, I'm sitting here, dude, if you knew that you were going to go through this, would you have went out and thrown the ball again? I mean, I, I'm I'm just I'm curious, um, because my 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 bet is is he would have got it done in the offseason, <laughs> and he would have been back playing. Yeah. So this didn't didn't mess his didn't mess his performance up during the season. Guys, it has been an awesome time today, Matt. I am so glad that you were available, Doug. Thank you so much for connecting us back to Matt. Matt, is there anything on your mind? I know we talked about a lot of different things. Is there anything on your mind that you want to bring up, maybe even talk about where you're going to be soon or something you're doing uh, that, that you haven't already talked about or maybe want to remind us? Oh, Matt Dillon, Honky Tonk Outlaws Facebook page or or go uh, Matt Dillon, uh, spelled D-Y-L-A-N like Bob. You can go check it out on Spotify, Amazon, all the places you listen to music. But I guess what I would say is, is to, to remind everybody we live – in a world that is so busy and a lot of times we get consumed by the number of tasks and things that we have to do and we forget the important things and that is connecting with people and as you do it do it with empathy and with kindness and understanding um i think that's an opportunity to bring each of us uh, together and to get a little bit closer and like i said remember what the important things are so that's uh, something that i'm striving to do and i would encourage everybody else just to kind of slow down for a second take a deep breath and listen and love. Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. It's been great. Uh, it's been a lot of, lot of good laughs along the way here. And cheers from Florence. Cheers. Good. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Cheers from Charleston. And I will, uh, I'm sure we will talk in the next uh, 24 to 48, whatever measurement that is. So have a great day, guys. And I'll talk to you in a little bit. See you. Sounds great. Thank you.